What's up, horror fans? Pete here from The Lasser Cast, where me and my very good friend over there, Danny, Dr. Says G.O.D., talk about horror movies and streaming shows. Uh, so for today, we have finally reached the end of Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, episode 10, the Apple Plus show. Uh, Danny, it's been a long and winding road, hasn't it? <laughs> That's an interesting way to say it. Uh, yeah, I feel like this has definitely been a show with ups and downs. I think, you know, we've been, we were very positive after that first three episodes that we reviewed. And then I think when we got into the one by one, you know, one week, one episode, it started to drag. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe had we done reviews of like three episodes at a time, it would have been better. Uh, mm. But uh, I thought it ended as good as it could have given how we were really kind of not into this for the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, before we start, I have to shout out uh, a company. I get a lot of my t-shirts from gutter yeah. garbs, uh, gutter garbs produced ceramic coffee mugs i'm a huge coffee mug guy so i'm just gonna sit here and take a sip out of my my bloody valentine oh my god coffee mug oh that is so cool i didn't bring it in here but i also got the maximum overdrive mug which has the green goblin green goblin. truck on it oh Fucking awesome i thought they were cool. when i ordered them i thought they were plastic mugs i didn't realize they were friggin' ceramic yeah and friggin gorgeous and i'm gonna drink out of this and then i might just put it up in my collection and not touch it again that is actually so i'll cool. probably bring it out in february for my annual my bloody valentine watch okay do they have a whole bunch of those that are like that cool i think they put out like a series of a few and i bought uh the two that i thought were the coolest which were my bloody valentine and maximum overdrive but okay. i'm gonna go back and see what else they have because I this it's freaking awesome. It's great. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm yeah, really shocked at how cool that is. It, it's funny, right? Because like I'm more excited about the fucking coffee mug that you're sipping out of than the episode that we just watched. I don't think it was bad. I actually did enjoy it. I liked it a lot more than um I don't know, like three or four of the episodes in this whole series. But when I think about it, I'm like, okay, pretty much everything that happened if we were to sit down and like do our little fantasy booking of like, what do you think is going to happen in the last episode? I think I probably could have said beat for beat what would have happened, you know? So guys, spoilers. Like, did you think that Kurt Russell was going to die in this episode? So, I mean, does he, because he, right. He just kind of gets left behind. Now that brings up something that I was going to ask you, because where he gets left behind mm -hmm. is something so last week, episode nine was called Axis Mundi. Yeah. Okay. They never address what Axis Mundi is on the show. It's just the name of the episode. Mm -hmm. So we, last week, we said they were at Hollow Earth because mm -hmm. they went through the portal. They went through the, the, the you know, the, the portal where you need the Titan to open the rift and they go through it. And they end up in, they're walking around in this environment there where there's this giant like wild boar half tree monster. Yeah. And then there's Kiko 
and you're like, oh, she's alive, of course. Right. And you're like, okay, so there's Titans, and they went through a portal. This is obviously Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find out until I had a long Twitter conversation with somebody, uh, yeah. an actual Twitter conversation that didn't go negative. Um, That's nice. Just like an actual back and forth. Uh, and with somebody much more passionate about this show and about, I guess, the MonsterVerse than I am. And they were like, oh, no, this is not Hollow Earth. It's Axis Mundi, and it's this place between the places. And I was like, well, it would have really been nice for the show to explain that because they don't. They just, you know, flashing a title in Latin and expecting us to just get it is a far cry when you've been bringing up the hollow earth theory mm-hmm. since Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went and rewatched the entire MonsterVerse. I, I watched Kong Skull Island again. I watched King of the Monsters and I watched Godzilla versus Kong. I feel like I like them a little bit more now than I did when I first watched them, maybe mm-hmm. because I'm much more engrossed now in the monster verse because of this show. Yeah. 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 I still think they're flawed, but they, they have been pumping the hollow earth theory. Oh yeah. Since Kong skull Island. In fact, right. it was uh Corey Hawkins character uh, who he, the, the guy, the actor who played Dr. Dre in uh, uh, straight out of Compton. He mm-hmm. is one of, Bill Randa, John Goodman's assistants in Kong Skull Island. And he makes, you know, he keeps saying, yo, you know, Randa only brought me along because of the paper I wrote on hollow earth. Mm-hmm. And that idea is toyed with again in King of the Monsters. And then it is of course flushed out in Kong's uh, Godzilla V Kong, uh, or as I call it, you know, Batman versus Superman two yeah, uh, yeah. Mecha, with Mecha Godzilla as doomsday. Yeah. Uh, so the concept that in episode nine, we were watching something that wasn't hollow earth and it was some other plane of existence never occurred to me. They never brought it up. Right. And so now all of a sudden in this episode, they come right out and I feel like they were, and I feel like it was intentional that they had this kind of exposition moment where I think it was Dr. Mora, uh, Kiko, who's like, I call it Access Monday. It's the place between the places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that line was written in for the schnooks like us who are sitting here going, there's Earth and there's Hollow Earth. What right. do you mean this is another place? Like, yeah. where are... And I don't know me. I kind of felt like it was a little bit of a cop out to just kind of like add this bonus realm in between. (laughs) Um, But, and, and then you have access Monday. And so I'm like, okay, maybe there aren't like cool Titans. Maybe there's just land bound Titans, like giant tree pig, but no, this episode, we had super cool flying dragon, and then fucking Godzilla shows up. He does like, show up. Oh, so Godzilla will show up to Axis Mundi, but he doesn't go back down to Hollow Earth anymore. I guess that's Kong's realm, and it 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 kind of just having this third layer. Yeah, I think just adds unnecessary confusion 
Um, so I just wanted to clear that up because we made a big point last week of talking about like, how did they survive going to hollow earth, just falling through a hole? Right. Like, you know, well, it, it, where we saw, uh, Kurt Russell, his character, uh, Wyatt Russell, uh, Leland Shaw in 1962, four people go into a, the, the, the machine into like the the submersible that goes in and one of them dies from like the the craziness of the journey in the 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 ship yeah and and we're just expected to believe that these characters like lay humans (laughs) like a, a random school teacher from california can fall through and be totally fine yes well, we both know that school teachers are made from a certain kind of breed, you know, and we could be very tough. And then I also got called a schnook by you this morning too. I, you know, it was that I like Yiddish. Oh, we, you did. You, right, we're both equally schnooks. But the thing is, like, um, I, I yeah, I, I think that really the reason why they had Access Monday is because they couldn't make that whole area be as fantastic as it is in Kong versus. Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, whatever the hell. Um, you know, they filmed it in British Columbia when I looked in the background. And it, it, it definitely looks different. It looks more like an episode of Supernatural than what they have in that gigantic movie. But uh, it, it's funny because Kurt Russell, they do like a little bit of retconning. Kurt Russell at one point, I think he's talking to May, and he says, you know, did we actually fall into this area or did we get what term you use is like transported or we enter so i think like the implication is that this isn't necessarily like all inside the earth it's maybe like a, a different dimension altogether you know which I, I think that's actually better than thinking like there's this gigantic massive world inside of our earth that like it's just well, like a, yeah go ahead well i think dr morris says something about like how she's only been here for 57 days and then right. when he tells her like obviously how many years have gone by she's like oh of course it has to do with gravitational this and like all of a sudden it's like oh science jargon to explain the time which i'm i'm perfectly fine with like if that's sci-fi stuff like i'm not gonna like nitpick on that like yeah that's cool time moves differently in different places i like that aspect of it and while i was watching it i was thinking like okay they're obviously trying to get what they're trying to do. They're trying to carry that that other ship uh, so that they can get through the rift. They're trying to do that as quick as possible so that they don't lose a lot of time. But of right. course, I'm, right. I'm in my head, I'm going, when they do get back, time will have to have passed. It can't just be 2015 anymore. Mm-hmm. And I like that they 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 pay that off at the end where I, I think it's they've now moved to 2017 uh, two years have gone by and they're at, you know, again, spoiler alert, they end up at the uh, Kong uh, Skull Island uh, Monarch base and where where the Hollow Earth is, where I think that's where, yeah, isn't that, now I'm trying to think because I've watched all the movies, now everything is kind of melting together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's isn't there there's access to Hollow Earth from Skull Island. Yeah, there has to be because it has all those crazy creatures on it, right? It's on yeah. Earth. Um, but you know what? It's funny because I thought I was kind of confused by that very last scene, right? Because they have that woman 
that had employed May, and it turns out that she worked with Apex, right? Now, they don't say outright that uh, the guy Tim and Kentaro and Kentaro's father all go work for Apex. Like, no one actually says, oh, we're with Apex now. But that's kind of what I thought was going to happen, and it seems like it is, right? Because there's no, like, Monarch logos or anything on any of the guys that they're with at the end. Um, but then I thought that the King Kong base in Godzilla versus Kong was a monarch base versus an apex base. Do, do you remember? It's definitely, it's definitely a monarch base because right. uh, it, the the people that are working for it are, it, and then and then in Kong Skull Island, the whole idea is they have to transport Kong off of Skull Island to get him to Antarctica to go into the 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 tunnel to hollow earth and mm -hmm. he's going to lead the the heaves uh that's where what's his name uh alexander skarsgård like i totally forgot the amount of great actors that they have in this series oh, yeah oh yeah it's ridiculous. Like rebecca hall yeah is, yeah uh sally hawkins is just there in Con <laughs> uh, king of the monsters and then yeah. gets stepped on by uh gidra uh by Ghidorah, i think oh she actually like literally dies Oh yeah, she gets like stepped on, like uh, by uh, when Ghidorah is fighting Godzilla in Antarctica. Oh okay, dang, yeah, I think she's in the one of the other ones. I think she's in the first Godzilla movie. Maybe, maybe. Um, See, that's the one you didn't mention. You didn't go back and watch that one. No, right? I did, but I watched that one like weeks ago. I think like oh. when we first started, Mama, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. the twenty fourteen Godzilla. Oh, I, don't know. I know. I, they have like a crazy amount of actors in all these movies. I mean, they have freaking Elizabeth Olsen and Brian Cranston in the in the first one, and that guy that's going to be Craven. But I don't know. I don't think he's that great. Yeah. And then uh, Aaron Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, well, one of the only so like the two actors who like kind of tie things together even a little bit are the coach from Friday Night Lights, whose name I don't remember, Kyle. Kyle Chandler. Yes, Kyle Chandler. Yes. Yeah. Him and uh his daughter, who is of course Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Like right. they're in they're very prominent in King of the Monsters and then also in Godzilla v. Kong. But like Rebecca Hall and Alexander Skarsgård are just there in uh yeah. I and I'm wondering like are they going to be back in the second one? I did see. Have you seen the second trailer for Godzilla X Kong? No. What is something good in that one? I like the second trailer much better because they they flesh out the villains of what's of and they mention. So I think it's going to be Scar King and Shimu. I think it is who's like an ancient like dragon capable of like freezing its enemies. Whoa. And what? yeah, and uh they and and they basically so it's it's as if we basically go from having the Batman v Superman plot to now we have like a full-fledged tag team match where it's like ancient dinosaur and giant ape versus evil giant ape and evil giant dragon. And I'm like Okay, I I could I could, this, that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, I I could deal with that. 
Do you remember off the top of your head who the director of this one is? I, I think it's Adam Wingard again. I, I oh. think he, yeah, I think it's Adam Wingard again who did uh, Godzilla v. Kong. Okay, okay. Very cool. Yeah, I think he did a really good job with the directed. And that, that movie was such a big hit because it was sort of like one of those like return to theaters post-COVID movie, you know? And it was streaming so, too. Yeah, I think I, having watched them all again i i do appreciate the movies a little bit more i will say the movie i've come around the most on and this shocked me was probably kong skull island yeah uh because i just think the idea of like u.s military like what's his name samuel jackson another guy like oh yeah he was in the monster oh, oh yeah samuel jackson yeah yeah tom yeah. hiddleston and yeah the i yeah brie larson brie larson you know, yeah. don't you remember the movie where nick fury took loki and captain marvel to fight king kong yeah because that's happened that was yeah, an actual ridiculous. movie yeah, uh, yeah and one of the soldiers uh one of the main soldiers i think played the thing in the awful josh trask fantastic four movie Yes. Toby Kemmel? Toby Kennel? Oh, no, 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 no. He was Dr. Doom oh, in that okay. Josh Trank horrible. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, so I, I knew he was in Fan Stick. I just didn't remember which character. Yeah. Yes, he was. And he's he the was motion Dr. capture guy for Kong, too, in that movie. Oh, he is? He is, yeah. Nice. I I really came around on that movie. I Godzilla, King of the Monsters... The, the monsters are just unfucking believable. Yeah. I just wince every time I look at Vera Farmiga in that movie. I think it's one of the worst characters maybe ever written. Uh, wow. I, I, I can't stand her character at all. Yeah. And, and I love her. I mean, we, we've covered her in the conjuring movies. I, I love Vera Farmiga. I just hate that character. Yeah. Uh, and, it kind of brings that movie down for me. Whereas Godzilla versus Kong, I feel like is just, you know, it's, you know, it to, to quote movie Bob, it's like, you know, just playing with your action figures and just smashing them together. And you know, yes, boom, yes. and it's, it's a lot of fun. And the fact that like, they went from like, we need a two and a half hour movie to no, we're going to do an hour and 50 minutes and just have them fight for most of it. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought it it's fun. Um, yeah, well, this this I feel episode. Like this is what happens when we review Monarch? We end up talking way more about everything else but Monarch. Right, right. Well, I can I can kind of segue back to it. I think that like what Monarch has is it has to focus much more on the characters and on like family relations and just like the literal legacy of Monarch versus uh, monsters fighting each other. And this episode does have the you know Godzilla fight that you uh, would sort of expect from a Godzilla movie, or at least the American Godzilla movies. But um, I was actually going to say that one of my favorite parts of this episode wasn't like a monarch thing. It wasn't a, um, you know, a Godzilla fight thing or, or a Hollow Earth or Axis Mundi thing. It was just basically Kentaro dealing with his father. And then at one point, his father comes back and uh, his, like, second wife that he has, Kentaro's mother, just basically washes her hands of him. I, I actually really like that. It, you know, some of the stuff that we seemed to really tank the show for us was where they, like, really focused on May or when they focused on Kentaro. <laughs> And we're like, uh, isn't there Godzilla in this Godzilla show? But the Jeff Goldblum. 
there were going to be dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour. Yes, yes, yes. But I have to say that even though that stuff was kind of, I don't know, boring or it's just like, you know, not exciting to watch. I, I, it's still, I'm kind of endeared to certain characters in this show. I really like Kate. I really like Kentaro. I mean, I like May as like a background character, but I, I don't I need a whole. We've been, I, I do think we've been very consistent with, we have from the very beginning, we yeah. have liked characters on this show and we yeah. have not minded going into the backgrounds of these characters. My thing has always been, it has to connect back to Monarch. It mm -hmm. has to connect back to the monsters. I So like Kate's background with the whole, you know, living through G-Day and losing what she lost on G-Day to explain her like PTSD that she's going through. That was great. That was good stuff. Kentaro uh, and Kate dealing with losing their father or not knowing where their father is and this mission to find their father because he works for Monarch or, or he did and he's traveling around. That again, when you got into like, you know, May's backstory, who's just kind of tangentially attached to these other characters who are attached to Monarch, then I was like, oh, come on. Like, let's, let's get to the good stuff. We've always loved the characters from the past because yeah. they are right in the thick of it with Monarch. They're the ones going around finding Mudos. They're the, you know, Leland Shaw, uh, Kiko and Randa. So yeah. we've been, and, and I will give the show a lot of credit. The last two episodes I felt have had some truly great, almost tear inducing moments uh, yeah. in episode nine, the moment where, Kentaro just goes off on Hiroshi, his father, and is like, you killed Kate. This is your fault. She's dead because of you. Yeah. And like, and, and Hiroshi breaks down and like drops to his knees crying. Like, I thought that was an amazing, really great moment. And then in this episode, the moment you brought up with Kentaro and his mom, but yeah. then there's also the moment of, Kurt Russell behind the tree. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Like trying to contain himself. Yeah. Not wanting to show his age. Yes. Not not like not being able to cope with the idea that, you know, a woman who he did love both romantically and just genuine love as a person. Yeah. Who he thought was dead for years is back. And yeah. then her uh, Dr. Mora's reaction to like meeting her grandchildren and seeing Hiroshi again for the first time since he was like a small child. Yeah. Uh, those were great moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know about this show, but fuck this show, man. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Like Godzilla. And <laughs> uh, so I do give the show a lot of credit for that. My, at the end of the day, look, I thought the guy, I, when Godzilla showed up, there was part of me that was just like, here we go. And we got yeah. a little, and we got like a three minute Godzilla <laughs> versus flying dragon fight. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. And so like when the, when the episode ended and we get to see Kong for that one moment and the episode ended there, thereby the season ended and I just sat back and I went, okay, what now? And it, and and when I thought to myself, what now? I thought, 
are we going to do another 10 episodes <laughs> that that somehow get us from 2017 to where we are in the new the new movie coming out because the yeah. new movie is going to come out in just a few months i think april yeah and april or may and this obviously they're not going to run out another bunch of episodes in the next 3 months so the next season of this show, if there is another season, and from what I've learned about Apple TV is they just keep making seasons of these shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw that there was a, a, a show on Apple TV that got greenlit for a fifth season, even though it was only on season two. And I was very confused by that. And like, I feel like Apple TV, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about an Apple TV show. They're always raving about these shows. Mm. But the people who watch them are very few and far between. Right, right, right. But, like, let's go off the idea that this is going to get a second season. Sure. That second season is going to come out after Godzilla X Kong The New Empire. Yes. So, what is what is the timeline of that show going to be? Are we going to be at... Are they gonna? Are we gonna go into Hollow Earth and do ten episodes of of that? And mm. is it gonna be, you know, prequel stuff to this new movie? Also, like again, this this is just one of those things that that grinds in my brain. Is Axis Monday the time? The the time you spend in Axis Monday is like days or years, right? On Earth, but in Hollow Earth to Earth. There's no time difference at all. Right. Agreed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's definitely the case because like when they go into hollow earth in Kong versus Godzilla, like it's not like years pass or months pass from what's going on on earth, you know, but, yeah. um, and I, I like that they mentioned um, like the, the whole time pass thing on Axis Monday too. And I kind of knew that when they picked up the signal in the previous episodes, like, Oh, that signal's coming from Keiko. Like she somehow sent them a, a signal um, but what I was going to say was if we're talking about season two, like you just mentioned, I think that like the way this show goes, it would be more like tying the end of this season to Godzilla versus Kong that, or no, 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 no. I, I'm totally wrong with what I just said. Tying this season to, uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. Cause one of the cool things about this show is it's just basically after the first Godzilla movie, that's it. And two years have passed, but still there's so much time from that Godzilla movie to now. And so um, I think that if they were smart or I don't know, if I'm doing my fantasy booking, I'm thinking that this is a way that you get Charles dance on the show. This is the way you get Vera Farmiga on the show, which is like, look, this franchise has characters. Remember these characters, even though I couldn't tell you fucking Charles dance's name. I couldn't tell you Vera Farmiga's name. I'm just saying they're actor names, like they're real life names, right? Because I can't remember. Um, but like by doing that, you like like you have you know kill two birds with one stone, basically, right? Because you get th these great talented people on the show, but then you also have um, you know essentially returning characters. It makes the lore feel like it's got some legs. It can stand, you know. And uh, I think it really it would be sort of about the rise of Apex and, and like 
what they're doing. And then, the, you know, because there's this whole guy. I don't remember who's in charge of Apex in Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, he's like a slimy multi-billionaire who right. is like, I will take back. Uh, I will use Mecha Godzilla to take back control of uh, the, the the Titans. Right. <laughs> like he might as well have just stood in front of the screen and done this for an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah. Um, and and they use uh, Ghidorah's like one of Ghidorah's heads is right. what powers Mecha Godzilla. So, which right. is something I had completely forgotten about. Yeah. So I mean, like that is, and then also like the guy that does pilot Ghidorah like like he's the one that like is somehow connected to that brain is like a Japanese guy and I was like oh is he somehow related to Keiko and you know Kentaro I can't remember there's that one guy that works for the billionaire that is like a Japanese guy yeah he he's plugged in until the end where like he gets fried and the the I guess like the Mechagodzilla goes like sentient and uh kills everybody and then goes after the titans himself yeah so i think that like with monarch season two if it is going to happen it would be filling in the gap between you know this show and um you know king of monsters like i think that like if there's going to be a season two then they're probably planning on there being like multiple seasons of this show and it's kind of crazy because i think apple tv no 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 paramount plus is the one that had the halo show and they just showed now there's going to be a Halo season two. That looks actually looks kind of cool. I heard the first season was lame. Looks like there's a season two of that. Um, th- you mentioned shows on Apple TV that have just kept going. There's uh, Foundation, which I think a lot of people thought the first season was kind of lame. But then there's a second season of that. There's a show called For All Mankind, which was made by like the guy that made uh, the Battlestar Galactica reboot. And it's like an alternate history where we've just sort of advanced with the space program you know, but it's very realistic. And I'm like, Oh, I want to watch that. So I think that they, if this makes money in whatever way that streaming shows do. The show I've heard the most, I'm like looking at Apple TV right now. If you, if you, I'm I'm paying attention, but yeah, yeah, like all of these shows I've heard like rave things about like Ted Lasso, of course is legitimately one of my favorite shows of all time, but like the morning show, I know people have loved Um, the show that I've heard the most about is slow horses oh yeah gary oldman yeah yeah and it's like and it's like you get these amazing actors like harrison ford has a freaking show on here uh called shrinking oh yeah that wasn't Uh, that good though oh okay rebecca ferguson has a show idris elba um jason momoa there all these shows on here have like big time lead actors and lead stars oh wasn't the show severance like supposed to be great also. oh my god yeah shit i was gonna cancel my fucking apple subscription and then i'm like oh yes severance but i don't think they've even announced when season two is coming out that was like one of the best fucking things i watched last year it was severance so good um and you know actually there was a seth rogan show um seth rogan and um rose byrne were on a show called uh platonic and that was apple too and that was actually really good too um well, okay, all right. So we're talking about all this other shit. I was actually going to even ask you about the curse. Did you did you keep watching the curse by any chance? I watched two or three episodes. Every one of them felt so weird and awkward. And I, it's it's something that I will probably go back to because I I was so interested by it. Yeah. 
Yeah. What was that like? Okay. So it's funny because I watched the end of this. Then I watched a little bit of Destroy All Neighbors, which Danny and I are about to record a review of after this. And then I went and watched uh, the finale of The Curse. And I really love Destroy All Neighbors. And I really love the finale of The Curse. And I feel like in both of those, there's just like this kind of like excitement. And in The Curse, I'm kind of like, well, what happened? And it's really interesting and it feels different. This show, it's like I could have told you beat for beat every scene. I could have told you what the people were going to say. I'm like, okay, here's the part where when they're in the pod, they're all excited. Look like like May makes this like corny drink of like, is there a drink service on this flight? And it's like, okay, that's cool. You're just basically saying dialogue. So we can get to the point where something goes wrong and Kurt Russell has to go out of the ship to fix it and get left behind right and and that of course does happen it's like a very like doc brown moment by the way where he has to put the two cords together to make the ship work right and kurt russell says this one the, you know the way he delivers it it's hey, like that's such if a kurt, kurt russell, russell would have looked at the at the screen and went great scott i would have right. been like okay yeah yeah and, and it's funny he could have made it too because he was back on earth before Back to the Future came out, but he did miss the moon landing, according to this, too. Oh, oh, and, and one thing I know we got to wrap this up so we can do Destroy All Neighbors, but there actually was this really great scene. This is something I won't rag on, is when Kurt Russell is telling Keiko about the time that she's missed. And he says this thing, he's kind of talking about how, oh, they have these gadgets, you can do everything on your phone, the cars are smaller but more efficient, they're not as cool. It, it, it's funny because you have Kurt Russell as one of your actors and you get to have this like little mini monologue where he's talking about what life is like, you know, from nowadays versus the past. And I just think it's like, yeah, they, they knew what they were doing. They had Kurt Russell for this scene and he just did it just perfectly. Just kind of giving you the sense of like, like an old man could be like, yeah, things suck these days. The earth stinks. But essentially he says something that sounds very wise. It's like, yeah, some things have gotten better. But pretty much life has the same. It's the same as it always has been. And um, it, it's great because he says that men, women, kids, or he says, or maybe he says like mothers, fathers, kids. And there's that sense of like, he could have had a family of his own. Maybe he did want to have a family with Keiko and he just didn't have it because of Monarch and everything yeah. that went down. And I just think that was a, a real highlight for this episode. No, I agree. Uh I, I overall, I would probably give the the season. Uh, personally, I'd probably give it uh, a a six out of ten, and I think I would give it a six out of ten because I think there's out of ten episodes, there's probably four of which where I was just like, "Oh, come on, nothing happened." All right, and then there were six of them where I was like, "Oh, okay, I this is a good show. I I'm enjoying this." So just on the strength of like six good episodes versus four. Eh, I'll give it a six out of 10 for the season. And I am, I mean, look, I, I'm definitely going to come back and watch a second season. Yeah. Um, you know, the engagement that we've gotten for this show has been very strange. Some of our um, videos have gotten, you know, a few hundred views. And then the last episode, I think got less than 10. So <laughs> if you guys, if, if like there are fans of this show that, are tuning in to watch reviews and, and hear commentary about it. Let us know, leave a comment. You know, are you interested in a season two? Do you, do you care? You know, uh, are you excited for the new Godzilla Kong movie? Uh, yeah. So let us know. Hell yeah. Yes. And so Danny and I have to go, we're going to 
review Destroy Old Neighbors, which I'm very excited to talk about. That's on Shudder. And uh, thanks for watching Monarch Legacy of Monsters with us. We'll see you all real soon.